1: Debbie. How are Hi. you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. You feeling pretty good? <sighs> yeah, it's been a day. I've had two doctor's appointments. and But in between, I went to my dad's house and I got two really good birthday presents over there. Oh, so your
0: birthday's it? in a couple of days. Yes. That's wow. right. They this big, huge peace sign that lights up. Really? Yeah, it's really, really cool. That's awesome and they gave that to you, they gave that to you yes. for your birthday. Yes. That is totally up your alley. I
1: know. I That's know. awesome. So,
0: Isn't so it great to be known by your parents? It to, is. <laughs>
1: it is. And to think that I got to do that in between two crappy doctor appointments, you know.
0: Yeah. This is definitely a weird time. <laughs> yeah, so it is. To, to actually be able to go into a doctor's office and then go get a gift. Exactly. You've had a
1: good day. It's been a good day. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you haven't had a lot of guilt today? Not today. (laughs) (laughs) Although, I am eating this Sea Sucker and I may have guilt later.
0: For some (laughs) of you who don't know, Sea's Candy is kind of a West Coast candy thing and they, it's not, it's not it's sold too far uh west in the too far east in the yeah, united states yeah. it's on the west coast
1: you can sometimes find it in an airport in an
0: airport especially utah the right. in utah right. you can't salt like the city utah mm-hmm. um but it is a candy that has been suspended during this mm-hmm. uh, COVID 19 yes, situation yeah. and so we have already been through mother's day without sees candy it's it's I don't know, there's going to be anarchy over it. <laughs> there absolutely will be. Um, of all the things that need to come back, this is the number one. Yep. That well, is my, awesome. But my, you have a sucker.
1: I have a sucker. Because my grandmother, who's going to be 102 this year, loves these things. And she gave me a whole huge bag of them. I love it. So, yes. I love it. So, if you want to sell those on the black market,
0: I'm sure you could get a pretty oh, penny.
1: 10 bucks a pot now. <laughs>
0: Today, we thought we'd talk a little bit about guilt, which is something that I think we all deal with um, pretty regularly in life. Um, Guilt is something that we definitely want to push back to the recesses of our closet. And Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, who who likes to feel guilty? None of us.
1: And it's interesting that we feel guilty sometimes about very big things, and then sometimes little silly things. Something that maybe you said inadvertently and then you think about it all day, and you feel guilty. Why did I say that? Or I didn't mean that. They're going to think this or that or whatever. And then there are big things that we carry with us and feel guilty
0: about. And so, so. there's um, a difference between guilt and shame. Big difference. And so what do you see as the main difference?
1: Well, I see shame as being almost uh, um, an emotion or a or a sense of of. I, The person that I am is bad, whereas guilt is more my actions were bad. I said something wrong. Um, shame can be more, you know, I, I'm stupid because I said that. And that feeling and sense of being stupid or saying something wrong um, can really stick with you.
0: Absolutely, and I think shame, too, comes to us from other people. A lot of people make us feel ashamed, or mm-hmm. they, they they heap shame on us. You shouldn't have said that. You wouldn't have done that if you had been a better person. Exactly. Or whatever, as opposed to just excusing the temporary lapse in judgment. Exactly. Um, because all of us have done things. Uh, quickly without thinking that make us feel guilty
1: yep.
0: um, that's and, a good...
1: and we've also done things too where they're in our subconscious because of stuff from our childhood or whatever and it behaviors that we're unaware of that can be motivating that we're not even necessarily cognizant of in the moment that they're happening and then you look back and you go oh okay. man right
0: and uh, shame we'll we'll talk about shame kind of at, at length maybe another time but i think shame is a general feeling of an, in inadequacy whereas guilt is specific to a specific action action or transgression
1: exactly yeah exactly
0: yeah You know, this is how I look at guilt. I look at guilt as a gentle reminder of what direction we want our moral compass to be heading. Mm,
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah,
0: so rather than beat ourselves up over something stupid that we did, it's an opportunity to look and say, wow, that's not who I want to be. So I'm going to redirect yeah, I'm going to um, go in a different direction. So rather than suppress that feeling of guilt, it's a good thing every once in a while to to dance, yeah. to dance with guilt. And, and to learn from it. To learn from it and to say, why did that make me feel guilty? Mm-hmm. Why? Um, was it because it's an action I don't feel comfortable doing? Or was it uh, the way did, I treated a certain person? It, did it hurt
1: somebody else? Right. I think usually that's, for me, where it comes in. You know, I can feel guilty that I ate some ice cream or whatever, but I'm, it doesn't affect anybody else. Yeah. It's when I do a transgression, say something, do something that I know has hurt somebody else. That's when it really can. So, can guilt be? You, know, you talked about eating ice cream. Can guilt be a healthy thing? Um, I think when it comes can. to like overeating, <laughs> I think it can. Like you just said, it can be a, like a moral compass, a guide. You go, oh, you know, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to eat a pint of ice cream before I go to bed. <laughs> And sometimes we do, and we wake up
0: not feeling an ounce of guilt, and that's okay, too. But other times we're like, oh, man, I shouldn't have done that. And that's just an opportunity to say, wait, ice cream isn't how I want to solve that problem. Ice cream isn't how I want to suppress those emotions. Exactly. And so it redirects your thinking and says, wait, how am I going to... Um, think about that emotion next time what am I going to do instead
1: I also think too journaling about some of this stuff sometimes is a Mm. good really really good exercise if you're if you find yourself thinking about feeling guilty about something you know to check check your own self if you journal sometimes that stream of consciousness comes out on the page and then you can get a better grip on maybe why you're feeling that way or Do you journal? Um, I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. And does it
0: does it help? Do you do you find that you're in a better place when you journal as opposed to when you
1: don't? I do. Um, I I find that I, especially when I look back on what I journaled, even a couple days later, um, I can go, oh yeah, okay. I can see. I can I can put things together mm. sometimes easier. and so yeah it's helpful I go through periods in my life where I journal a lot and then I don't and I'm in one now where I journal a lot pretty much every day I'm writing down something that's awesome. I think a lot
0: of us use social media like Facebook and stuff like that like as our jur- place to journaling. journal. or journaling, yeah. as we put that in quotes. Yeah, yeah. And um, I that think may they... not be the safest
1: place to journal. Sometimes probably not. Sometimes probably not. Because
0: our, our actual handwritten journals, we may not want people to see until long after we're dead. Exactly. Or you want to burn them before you die. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because <laughs> we don't want people to know that we felt that way exactly uh, that every once in a while I'll pull out an old diary that I I was very good at keeping a diary when I was about 15 yeah and um, you know one of the great things I will just just a little side story about a diary is that I at one point had a date when I was 15 years old um, to the local theater And I was taking the, for those of you who don't know, it's called uh, Roger Rocca's Dinner Theater, The Good Company Players. It's a local theater company here in town that does such great work. Great work. And so I was about 15 years old, and this boy who was like Danny Zuko to my Sandy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I was totally the good girl. Um, That's probably why guilt was really something that motivated me a lot when I was younger, because I was the good girl but he took me to the theater, and along with his parents, and we went to see The Sound of Music, and I sat there in that audience, I can still remember what table I was sitting on, and there was um, a Master of Ceremonies that came out to, to open the show, and I remember sitting there thinking, I would love someday to be the Master of Ceremonies at this theater. What a great gig that is. I know. And so I didn't think, I want to be lethal. No, I thought, I want to be the Master of Ceremonies. <laughs> and um, for anybody who knows me, you'll know that for the past 20 years or so, I have in fact been a Master of Ceremonies yes, at Roger Rockett's Dinner Theater and the Good Company Players. And um, it has been such one of the greatest um uh, po- most positive experiences. Well and of I've my seen life. you
1: do it. Yeah. <laughs> but let's go back to the
0: sound of music. Were you fifteen? I was fifteen. It was so, the very first season okay that this particular theater company okay. existed in the building where they are right now. So I, it was
1: nineteen seventy seven. Okay. And they did a sound of music. They did sound of music. They did it again uh-huh. in um what, nineteen Eighty, yeah,
0: two. Maybe eighty-two. I think, I think eighty-two because I was lethal That is awesome. <laughs> you were a <laughs> little. You were not. You were not sixteen.
1: I was nineteen. <laughs> I am nineteen, going on thirty-two. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, Yeah, it's a great, the theater has had a very special place in both of our lives, I know. Um, More for you than me, but but, well, but but music and performing, yeah, and we'll talk more about ourselves. We have, we'll talk more about ourselves at another time, but I, There's so much to tell. (laughs) We have a lot of skeletons, y'all. We do. Um, I was thinking about guilt, and I remember being five years old, and I went down to the local... Price right Market on Clovis Avenue, and um, I went in there. I, I assume my mom was there with me, but I might have walked down there by myself, or she yeah. might have given me a few pennies to go down and maybe buy some of that penny candy kind of thing. Yeah. I don't remember the circumstances of me going in there, but I do know that I stole a piece of bazooka bubble gum. Wow and kept it in my hand. And I kept that bubble gum all the way home. I even got into the bathtub that evening with that piece of bubble gum still clenched in my fist. (laughs) because I did not want to uh, admit that I had stolen this piece of bubble gum and once I had it in my hand I had no idea how to enjoy it right because I had stolen it right and I I honestly did not know what to do next did you eat it did you chew it you know I don't remember I don't even remember if I ever chewed it or anything I suspect that My mom might have eventually found it, but I'm pretty sure it turned into a wad of gooey sludge at some point in the bathtub. And maybe that's what I did—is just let it go down the drain. (laughs) (laughs) But I do know that I never actually got the opportunity to enjoy it because you knew you had done something wrong. Yeah, and so that sense of guilt Mm -hmm. was something that stayed with me. Um, for a a very, very long time. Well, probably still. Well, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I will tell you the second half of that story, kind of, is that when I was, um, oh, so when I was about 13, I then stole some fingernail polish from a girl that I was in school with. And she confronted me on it because somebody ratted me out, and I denied it.
1: I denied so it. So now you've stolen and you've lied. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I had
0: so much guilt over that as well. And I remember being an adult, an adult woman in my 30s, and I went on this retreat with these other women. And um, I was telling them the story of me stealing the bubble gum mm-hmm. and then stealing the fingernail polish from a young woman who um, suffered from a lot of illnesses and she had ended up passing away, um, probably within a year of this retreat that I had gone to with this these women. And I was struggling with the fact that I'd never been able to admit to her that I'd stolen it. And here I am in my 30s. Right. And I was struggling with admitting that. And as I'm telling that story, there was a flash of lightning and the electricity went out in the cabin where we were staying. And all of a sudden, we just all screamed and I looked around (laughs) and I thought, okay, I hear you. I'm sorry. (laughs) You can turn back on the power. It was it was it was a moment um but it's just interesting how that guilt stayed with me and um was really a compass for me it was a moral compass because at age even 13 had i remembered right how it felt like when i was five if i had kept if i had taken that skeleton out and danced with it a little bit more if i had um kept that feeling in the forefront of my mind, yeah, yeah. I might not have been stolen again when I was thirteen. Right. But I will tell you now at this age, which is, you know, well into my fifties, <laughs> I I don't I don't want to I don't want to feel guilty like that. Yeah, so I really try. Um, well have, not have to you, say that I'm perfect.
1: Have <laughs> you ever have you ever accidentally stolen something? So, uh, this has happened to me. I'm gonna say it's an accident, and it really is. Um, but you go in the grocery store, mm-hmm. and you put a case of waters down on the bottom of your cart. Right. And you you're checking out, and you kind of forget that they're there, and right. you leave the store. You get to your car, and you realize that you they you stole the waters. Right. You know, and okay, do I walk all the way back in with these waters and tell them that I that you know, and ultimately, yes, I have to go all the way back in and plop it up there and tell them that I forgot. You know, I it was down there and you guys missed it and so did I. And right. Because if you go home, I've gone. I've done that too. Where I'm, I'm too tired. I'm not going to go all the way back in. You know, take it back and get home. And I'm like, then I feel bad. Right. For a couple of days, and I'm even, I've even felt so bad that a couple of days later, I've gone back and said. Paid for it, (laughs) and that is the advantage
0: (laughs) of that guilty feeling, yeah, it is because it reminds you of where your moral compass is, and you just are able to tell yourself, Oh gosh, you know what, this is not who I want to be. I want to get back to where I, um, where I planned on being. You know, I want to be the person that. Um, that doesn't have to feel guilt. Exactly. And so it just redirects your moral compass. Well, and
1: it's also, I mean, I think this kind of weaves into integrity, you know? And I mean, I think living your life openly, dancing with your skeletons, but having integrity. So, you know, it's hard to do sometimes in the moment. Right. You know, it really is. Sometimes you got a split second to make a decision that could have moral significance, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's, something that you say or don't say or whatever and but the integrity I think if you can live your life with the most integrity as possible you won't have that feeling you you can avoid feeling guilty because you know you're making the choices even little teeny ones that make you feel free exactly you know and and you can kind of live with your hands open you don't have a weight on you of A bunch of junk that you did or said or whatever. Oh, I like that. Living with your hands open. Mm -hmm.
0: And of course, integrity is when you behave in the way that you profess to believe, even when people aren't looking. That is correct. And it's very easy to sometimes just say, nobody's looking. I'm going to go ahead and let that slide. Um, But then that's where our integrity kind of goes out the window. Right. So what what kinds of things kind of what in our lives or in our past or in our upbringing kind of leads to being a guilty person feeling guilty what kind of things
1: oh wow liz we're gonna
0: dance with all that
1: (laughs) i mean just touch on a few you know some of the well, things that I, I grew up a lot different than you, mm-hmm. so I I have a, a different story, which we'll talk about, you know, in later uh, episodes. But mm-hmm. um, I I didn't grow up in any kind of a religious environment at all. I grew up pretty much with hippies, okay, <laughs> and so okay. so I didn't have a lot of rules and a lot of I'll say constraints of you can't do this and you can't do that that would instill a bunch of guilt okay. okay i had i had a little bit more of an open kind of a free upbringing i'll say and and that's and i'm not saying that that is good either mm-hmm. i mean there are some good aspects to it because i think later in life i didn't have a lot of baggage from religious stuff right that caused guilt right i haven't really had to deal with that but um you know Choices with boys and different things, and we can again. That's a whole other kind right, of a, right a topic. Right. But for me, um, I I just think I felt guilty about everything about being alive. I think when when your parents divorce when you're little, you you kind of um, have this sense that it was your fault that your parents split up. Okay. And my sister and I have both talked about that. Okay there's just kind of this overwhelming feeling that it must be something that we did. We don't know exactly what it is, but it must be something we did that caused it to split. And so, and then that then heaps on shame and gets into a lot of kind of hard, hard stuff. So even though you didn't have a lot of
0: outside influences saying you can't do this, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. And if you do, you need to feel guilty. Still, the human condition Mm -hmm. is kind of one that
1: yeah. Kind of where's guilt. And there's you know? there's actually, you know, if you kind of dig into psychological studies and things, you know, kids kids who come from divorce where their the parents were were young and the kids were young. Mm-hmm. Because kids are egocentric anyway, mm-hmm. you know, we little kids, if you watch a little kid, you know, they're I want, I want, it's, me, me, it's all about them. <laughs> and so if that can be negative in terms of oh well it's all about me i somehow did that Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah so because of me i made my parents divorce there's there's a lot of 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 you know study and stuff about the psychological um consequences on kids from you know their parents divorcing when they're at certain ages right and they a lot of them do grow up with this kind of overwhelming sense of guilt, like they caused all the bad stuff to happen, mm-hmm. and there's nothing even specific. Even though I could, I could say because I had times where I stole things, mm-hmm. I knew it was wrong, and I got in trouble and all that. Um, and yeah, I did. I did feel bad. Because I got in trouble. I was gonna say, did you feel bad because you got caught, or I got in trouble? Yeah, but I, but I also really, from a young age, I feel like I had a profound sense of, you know, you shouldn't be doing that, and that's why you have a stomach ache while you're doing it. Right. You know. Right. I, <laughs> right. You have a stomachache that doesn't feel good while you're doing something perhaps you shouldn't be doing it but when you're seven
0: you don't realize no, you know. that that's what that's from you just think you're just going to go throw up and feel better exactly so <laughs> well i definitely grew up in a very religious environment and did. so i had a lot of that guilt that was kind of mm-hmm. uh pushed on me from that religious point know. you know and you need to do this and you need to do that and and i grew up in a very Um, in a very rigid kind of structured religious society and we had very definite and defined rules. Um, You know, we we went to church on certain days and and certain times and... you know, our, our our time of the Sabbath started at a certain time on certain days, and uh, we didn't eat certain foods, and we didn't go to movies, wow. and wow. and all of the all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was very very structured, and we had a lot of um, we had a lot of um, guilt that was heaped on us if we did those things right. uh, or if we didn't do them exactly right and i don't know that it was necessarily you know with saying you're bad you're bad it was more like this is the way we do things yeah because yeah. we are following the bible because this is who our family is
1: because it's the church and so you know, if you so if you act or speak outside of that then you have done something wrong and you have guilt right
0: and so there's a lot of guilt that came from that um from that religion uh aspect of it and um you know we use we can use words like atonement and penance and redemption and and all the things to which we want to aspire Mm -hmm. um but you know, those are words. Those yeah. are just
1: words. Yeah. Um, in in so many of our experiences. It, unless you kind can of truly internalize those words right. and, and the meaning, the deep meaning behind all those words. Right. You have to really not just in your head intellectualize the word, but really in your heart and in your guts feel and experience. those things. Understand what it means to
0: be released of that kind of guilt. And again, it's just all about remembering that guilt is not to shame you. Guilt is to remind you of who you want to be. And so some of the outside guilt that comes to us is not... From inside us deciding who we want to be, it's from other people telling us who they think mm-hmm. we want to be. Exactly. And so as you get older and you go through that period of time when you're a teenager and a young adult, and you are still believing that everything that was taught you is true right. and right. Right. And then slowly but surely you start doing things differently. And then it's almost scary when you don't have guilt over something. Right. Oh, I'm going to church on a different day, and I don't feel guilty. <laughs> what <laughs> the heck is this all about? Right, right. You know, and that's when you kind of start to realize that you are becoming you. Yeah. And your moral compass is being directed um, maybe a little bit differently than your parents or your siblings mm-hmm. or... people that you grew up with yeah it
1: can be scary yeah i well and it can be scary from the other end too of really not being having all that you know you have to do this and live your life this way and being kind of free and sort of left to your own like okay well i don't what am i supposed to do i mean and and always feeling like you have this sense of really not knowing Oh really? Doing that's bad? Mom. Well, oh, I didn't I didn't know that I couldn't have a glass of wine. <laughs>
0: and really? going from a place of structure to all of a sudden yeah. this place of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: like, oh, but okay, well, I don't know what's right and wrong then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. So you came from this place of, oh, wait, you're telling me that I shouldn't drink wine? Yeah. But so, but but what? I've been drinking wine since I was sixteen. Yeah, what are you so talking about? Why? I mean what right. so what? I mean, right. So, whereas I came from the place of what? You're not drinking wine, not are you? you? <laughs> <laughs> oh you know, my gosh! I
1: actually had a um, uh, worked somewhere at a, at a church when I was married to my husband Greg, and um, uh, we weren't allowed to go to the store and buy it. You couldn't you couldn't go to the store and buy a bottle of wine that you were gonna have with your spouse at your home.
0: Wow!
1: You wow. could not do that.
0: Wow.
1: So those kinds of things for me were always a little odd. But that's a whole other
0: subject, Liz. <laughs> well, that uh, is a whole other subject. And and you're right though, the guilt that um other people with their moral compass yes, will put
1: on you can put
0: on to you. Mm-hmm. Um I have a a family member who lost their home in a fire and they happen to be out of town when their home was destroyed by fire Ugh. and uh, people from their church went to the home to salvage things and um, in the uh, in the salvaged home they found a bottle of wine and oh my god right and there you go oh my god and they actually confronted them about and and one of the so here they were
1: standing in ash and rubble And a bottle of wine was spared. Right. And (laughs) that's what the people were concerned
0: about. Right. And so they confronted these particular uh, family members of mine about um, this wine and why there was wine in their home. And so here they are. As you say, they've lost everything. Wow. And um, the concern is about the wine. So that is, so a lot of people take their moral compass and, and try to direct your life. Yeah. You know, with that,
1: and that has a lot to do with our with the skeletons that are hidden in our well, closet. And I'll say this too: there have been time, there have been moments in my personal life where I know that I have done that exact thing, mm-hmm. and when I've sort of awakened to the fact that I was doing that, right. I felt guilty
0: for right. something I said right. and a way
1: that I acted towards another person because it was judgmental. Right. And I've had to go to to that person and apologize and say, that was not my place, and I've been feeling guilty that mm-hmm. I ever said or did that. There's been a handful of times where that's happened. And I, I hope that most people would be have enough of a moral inventory that, you know, if they realize that they've done that to somebody else, that they could... Go and apologize. Right. Even if that's not a good feeling to know that you sat in judgment of somebody. Yeah. Even from the past, I mean,
0: many, many years ago, I was told that I was a danger to somebody's reputation because I worked for the theater. And because this person was on staff at a church, I was not allowed to be in relationship with them because I worked for the theater. Um, You would like to think that that person then might, at some point, if that were me that had said that to somebody, I would like to believe that I would have the moral inventory to go to them and say, you know, I realized that what I said to you was very judgmental yeah. and I'd like to let you know that I'm sorry and um, and 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 your moral compass has to direct your life just like my moral compass has to direct mine that's right
1: yeah I mean and that that right
0: there is guilt in a nutshell. <laughs> well, exactly. And you know, I think that guilt can be it can be so great because every once in a while it can like tap you on your shoulder and say, "Hey, remember that time that you did this?" And you're like, "No, go away. Go mm-hmm. away." And so you you shove it back into the closet. Well, and
1: and you can even know that you did the right thing and say you made a situation right that you were feeling guilty about and 10 years later it, you can be reminded, even though you made it right, you, you might still realize that you're feeling bad and carrying baggage around from something that you tried to make right. Right. You, you know? right.
0: So what So what
1: can you do with that
0: baggage? When, when guilt comes and taps you on the shoulder and says, Hey, remember that time? Then, you know, what do you do? Do you shove it back into the closet or do you you, dance with it?
1: You get a little book (laughs) and you entitle it Dancing with Skeletons. And you open it up and you write down the date and you say, Today, I danced. I danced and I'm letting this go.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah and write down what you've learned you know write down what you've mm-hmm. learned from that from that experience mm-hmm. um you know i i like to think that i that i learned from stealing the fingernail polish and from stealing the bazooka gum but i will say that in, you know in my 30s and stuff there are Things that I did because I was in crisis, that I will now, you know, sometimes look back and think, "Oh my gosh, why did I do well, that? that?" Yeah, exactly. and I'll feel guilty about that. And we can talk about those later. But I think um, being in crisis, um, yeah, those are not—that's not an excuse. No. Um, but it definitely can be times when those skeletons can get kicked to the back of the closet, and you're like, "I don't even want to think about you because right now I just want to think about me."
1: Exactly. I mean, crisis time for anybody is, is serious, you know, mm-hmm. and it makes me think of when I got divorced mm-hmm. and the crisis I was in mm-hmm. and you're exactly right. All those things just kind of shoved to the back because you're trying to deal with whatever is coming up and the guilt from a failed marriage and the guilt from choices and blah, blah, blah. Right. 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 So you want
0: to shove all that back Mm -hmm. to the back, especially when what you're trying to do right in that moment is feel good. Right. And if all of that guilt is making you feel bad, then you don't want to acknowledge it. No. You want to ignore it. You want to shove it. Yep. You want to kick it to the curb. Because right now all you want is to feel good. Right.
1: The best thing to, I mean, in my opinion and, you know, The best thing we can do is talk about this stuff Mm -hmm. and getting it out there and and getting it out of the closet Mm -hmm. and dancing dancing with it because that takes its power away when you bring it to the light and You expose these things to the light and it just it does it it can break the power that it can hold over a person right and
0: So on that front, you know, I come from a religious background, and so I was raised to believe that we are to confess our sins to one another and pray for one another. But then what happens when you go to somebody and you talk to them about it, and then the next thing you know, they're gossiping, they're telling somebody else about it, and pretty soon now you're... You know, your are you're you're kicked to the curb. Exactly, you're kicked to the curb. And so, I do think that one of the things that, especially as women, we need to do, is to go ahead and give other women mm-hmm. a safe place to talk. Yeah. And yeah. know that we're not going to betray that trust by gossiping. You know. Exactly. To everybody else in the quilting bee yeah. <laughs> or in the yoga class yeah. or in the juice bar or wherever we are, um, you know, we have to really give each other a safe place to talk. Yeah. Um, because the less we talk about it, the more we can keep
1: deceiving ourselves. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That is right. That's oh, right. gosh. It, it wraps it up in this cute little box with a bow. Huh. And we don't, yeah, we don't need that.
0: Absolutely. I think that you know, in the yoga tradition, there's definitely things that we can do to work on our past. So when things from our past come up, um, it's important to work on them. One way is to recognize that the person who did those actions no longer exists. Yeah. So if you have guilt from 10 years ago, or 20 years ago, or yeah. a week ago, you're not that person anymore. You're not that person. I am not even sure I'm the
1: person I was <laughs> when I woke up this morning. Right. You know what I mean? Well, things can happen in a day that change your paradigm. Woo!
0: That's and, right.
1: And you you've had a, this burst of growth and now you're different. That's right. Because of one thing, one person said, or it could be, you know, one little action or anything. Yeah, something as simple as a commercial on TV can sometimes redirect our thinking, yeah. you know,
0: and make us see things in a different way. Certainly things on social media can um, open our eyes and our minds if we allow it, yeah. or it can um, you know, cause us all kinds of dissension. Um, but I, the other thing about you know, who we used to be, how often do we see somebody and that we haven't seen in maybe 10 years and immediately... We see them
1: through the same lens Mm -hmm. that we saw them through 10 years years ago. ago. Without giving them the grace that maybe they could have changed and they're a different person now. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And so even without
0: thinking about it, you're heaping guilt on them, even if you don't even say anything. But if you're unkind... If you um, dismiss something that they've said because you are looking at them through mistakes that they made a long time ago, um, that that's really unfriendly, and yeah. unkind thing for us to do to one another.
1: Yeah. Well, and and it's a thing that we may feel guilty about, and yeah. we need to acknowledge and talk about and get a grip on and journal it down or whatever we need to do to recognize it. Whoa, I'm looking at that person with the wrong kind of eyes. I mean, I think the best way to to recognize
0: that we're looking at somebody through the wrong kind of eyes is to recognize who we were Mm -hmm. in the past and recognize that we don't want them to see us in the same way. In the same way.
1: Hey, wait a minute, I'm different now. (laughs)
0: Right. And so if I'm different now, why can't I accept the fact that you're different now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So many of us. Really, So that's a good reminder when it comes to guilt is to just say, Hey, you know what? I am not who I was yeah. when I did that five minutes ago.
1: Yeah, And I'm not 10 years yeah. ago,
0: 15 years ago.
1: I'm moving forward and I'm, and I am, and I am trying to live with integrity and I'm doing the best I can. And, yeah, I'm human and I'll make a mistake or two along the way, but I really do have this path that I wanna be on so that I'm not gonna feel these things, so that I live with my hands open, and so I'm really trying to treat everybody that I would wanna be, treat everyone the way I wanna be treated, and if I treat everybody that way, then I'm gonna have a good chance of not making mistakes that are gonna make me feel
0: bad. Exactly, you know. And from that same religious tradition that I grew up in, that that heaped a whole bunch of guilt on me. There was also, you know, scriptures that said, you know, that Jesus came not to condemn us, right. but, but set to, us free. To, to set us free. Mm-hmm. And so, why is it that sometimes we focus on um, all of that negativity, and we don't focus on? the positivity that 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 maybe that religious upbringing can it's just teach like, us or... it's like the
1: news liz <laughs> you know human beings we just like all the negative stuff why is that don't we i mean you know there's so much negative stuff every now and then there'll be a a, a lovely little piece of news about something sweet but for the most part it seems like us human beings we we like we like the crap what is that <laughs>
0: No idea. And even when it comes to and when we look in the mirror, what do we see? I know. We see every flaw. Everyone, especially at this age. (laughs) Well, especially, absolutely. And yet, when I'm around my, my girlfriends, who are in their 50s, I do not see them. I
1: don't either. Like I see myself. I don't either. You know, I just
0: think, oh my gosh, she looks so young. Her (gasps) skin looks so good. Look how
1: healthy her hair is. How come her waist is so small? (laughs) She doesn't have any gray hair yet. And it doesn't look like she dyes her hair. It's got multiple
0: colors in there. (laughs) too.
1: Exactly.
0: So we're looking at each other you know, through positive lenses, when we and yet when we look at ourselves, I we know. look through negative, unless we have had a negative interaction with that person from a long time ago, yeah. and then we look at them negatively. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we need to just, we need to take out our skeletons and dance with them because they remind us of who we were. That's right. And, um, and remind us of who we want to be going That's forward. Right. And they also remind us that, you know what, that person who totally screwed us oh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, yeah. 20 years ago, um, they're probably not the same person they were then either. Right. And if they are, well, that's okay. Because we learned something from them. We learned that we don't want to be like that. That's, that's right. We don't <laughs> want to be like those people. <laughs> oh, that's not the kind of positivity we need to bring. But yeah, it. I think all of it... Um, all of it is a reminder. It all is. It's all a reminder. Yep. Yeah. The positive, the negative, the the scars, the the ugly words, the social media. Yep. Darlings and the social media, you know, people that beat people up.
1: It's all. It's all there to. It's uh, all part of the teach human, us human experience, and it's all there to teach us and and. Dancing's really fun. Dancing's so much fun. super fun. And if you
0: have a bunch mm -hmm. of guilt in your closet, take it out. Dance with it.
1: Find your favorite song and blast it and just dance with it and then just watch it fly out the window. That's right. Mm -hmm. Hey, this has been fun. This has been really fun. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good day.
0: Go dance with uh, a little bit of guilt. Yeah. And uh, let it go. And let it go. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye, Deb. See you,